0: Britney Spears posts a profanity-filled rant for all of her Instagram followers to see. The only problem is is that the rant was addressed to her 16-year-old son. So in the rant, she reveals that she is the most spectacular mother in the world, but also that she no longer believes in God. So today on the show, I'll show you the correlation between the breakdown of the family and the breakdown of spirituality. All that and more today on Indie Thinker. Don't forget, today's show is sponsored by our friends over at Element Home Loans. If you're looking to refinance a home or purchase a new home, or maybe you just want to get into the real estate game before the interest rates go sky high more than they already are, then you need to go over to KevinBlairTeam.com right now to get pre-approved totally for free for a new home loan. And when you do so, let them know that Indy Thinker sent you. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching the show. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. I hope you're ready for the lifeline to be dropped in the middle of echo chambers and then for it to be slowly reeled back in as we crush that echo chamber with the assault weapons of faith in combination with reason. Now, um, I wanna start the show by just a small anecdote. The other day I was taking my kids to school. We were in car line and I was just about to drop them off and they had to run the class because we were already running late and my youngest son my six-year-old son dropped the bomb on me and he said dad am i a christian And because I didn't have time to answer the question, I said, no, now get out. But uh, that's not really what I said to him. Uh, But I have been asking him questions about spirituality and trying to encourage him to develop his own spirituality and informing him that just because dad is a Christian, it doesn't mean that you have to be or that you are a Christian. So I've wanted my kids to think for themselves about the issue and try as much as possible to give them as much information about christianity and so that's where that question comes from comes from so regardless of how i answered in that brief moment or the way that i try to do this on a regular basis in my own way the bigger point is this is that the role i would say specifically of a father and then i would also say of parents just in general is to try to help try to help their kids become responsible adults and to try to help them think for themselves and to try to help them answer questions within the confines and security and the and the safety and health of of the parent uh uh, child relationship so it's what a parent is supposed to do but in america right now we are experiencing a crisis of parenthood in fact if i were to go as far as as to look at the numbers which we'll do here in just a moment I think we can draw a direct line from so much of what we're seeing in America today directly to the breakdown of the family. And this is no truer than in the case of what we just heard from Britney Spears. Now, Um, I want you to hear for yourself what she said, but let me at least set up the the context for you. Uh, Britney Spears has, I believe, two children with Kevin Federline. In this post that she made for all of her Instagram followers to see, she is speaking directly to her son, Jaden, who is 16 years old presently. Now, I... I think the eye-opening nature of this conversation is not simply the fact that at the end, Britney will reveal that she no longer believes in God, but she will reveal something much more important to us that, that I think you'll see throughout. So um, let's let's jump into it. So here is Britney Spears', Spears post um, to her child on, on Instagram.
1: I can totally understand why my family would have a problem with me doing my own thing. Maybe because I never have. I'm sure it is a little bit different and a touch lighter me not being responsible for three 18 wheeler trucks with tour equipment and thousands of people to be responsible for on tour and dad and my Robin in the corner of every room I've had to be in for the past 20 years.
0: No, if already you think that you're hearing the belly aching of an entirely privileged and spoiled person that is way too old to be acting this way, you would be entirely correct. But you're also hearing something else that I think is important to note. You're hearing the fact that the responsibilities of touring and being a celebrity and being a star and having thousands of people in, in her employ is an adequate excuse for her to not be responsible for her children or at least to bemoan the responsibilities that she has to her children. Now, before we go any further, I think it's important to note the fact that we can clearly see that our job as parents is to take upon ourselves responsibilities that crush the soul, that demoralize us, rob us of every single dollar in our bank account, and leave us wondering what in the world we got in return. Oh, sweetie, be careful with that
1: knife, okay? You're not my dad.
0: Now, while I'm being slightly facetious there, uh, I I would mention the fact that having children is a completely selfless act. Britney Spears doesn't seem to be able to put that together and I wanna show you why, but let's keep on digging a little bit further into her comments to her son.
1: So Jaden, as you undermine my behavior, just like my whole family always has with, I hope she gets better, I will pray for her. Pray for what? I keep working so I can pay off mom's legal fees in her house. Do you guys want me to get better so I can continue to give your dad 40 grand a month? Or is the reasoning behind you guys deciding to be hateful is because it's actually over in two years and you don't get anything?
0: Well, I can think of a couple things to pray for already. Now, just one of those things would be I pray that you would have the wisdom not to air all of your dirty laundry before your millions of followers on Instagram or to rebuke your son publicly rather than to have a conversation with him personally. And then if you must respond to that with saying, well, I can't get my son to speak to me. This is the only way I can communicate with him to step back, have a moment of self-reflection and ask yourself, why is that?
1: I will say it. I sat in that kitchen and looked you straight in the eyes, beautiful boy, and said, how come I can't see you guys anymore or just see you guys more? I look forward to seeing you you guys weekly. You said, Mama, oh, it'll change. You and your brother left me in that house always two hours early. Preston would sleep. You would play the piano the whole time. And if I didn't shower you guys with gifts and have amazing food ready and play a mother saint, it was still never good enough.
0: Now, there's a little to respond to right there, but perhaps the most important thing to say is just this, that almost in every home I've ever been to is a thing called a mirror. And that mirror is there to help you look at yourself. Now, parents, here's a little pro tip. If you're looking at your kids and you're wondering why they act the way they do, Yes, I understand. As kids get older, they become their own people, and they get their own thinking and their own ways of of doing things, and um, and all of that. But as long as children are still in your house, the way they act and the way they respond is your responsibility. So if you want to wonder where these tendencies come from, then and and who can actually do something about it, then then grab that mirror, because that's gonna be the best way that you can actually start fixing some of the things that you're seeing all around you, rather than sticking your finger in the face of your children on Instagram. But I'm the best. The fun goes on a little bit more, so here's just a little bit more of her rant.
1: That one time I asked you, looking straight in your eyes, I wanna see you more. You called your dad, I never saw you again. I didn't do anything wrong, and I know I'm not perfect. But the love I've given you and how much I adore you and your diplomatic ways, speaking like Pawpaw, self-entitled, this can be fixed. I will see her when she's better. Jaden, it was a miracle I could even have a normal conversation when I got out of that place. But you were just like my other family. You secretly loved looking at me as something was wrong with me. I didn't need a family hiding in houses and whispering behind my back. Feeling subconsciously guilty because I paid for every f***ing thing in both homes. I needed unconditional love and support. But guess what? The whole twist of it all. Which would have made a little bit more sense. I was in the greatest state I'd ever been. Because I was actually able to speak up 100% and say no. It saddens me not one of you have valued me as a person. You've witnessed me how my family has been to me. And that's all you know. Like I said, I feel you all secretly like to say something's wrong with me.
0: Now, for all the self-pity that you just heard coming from one of the most famous people in America and one of the perhaps more wealthy people in America, certainly in the 1%, uh, for all that self-pity, the one thing you get throughout the whole conversation is this, that it absolutely escapes Britney, that she might actually be the problem. The <laughs> problem. Now, it's a shame that a 16-year-old had to point this out to his own mother, but it never once looks as if Brittany let it penetrate her very thick skin or very thick head that perhaps when her son says the way she acts and what she's doing to this family can be fixed and I'm going to peace out until she decides to start fixing it. It never occurs to Brittany that she might need to listen to her 16-year-old son and take his words to heart. No, rather, she doubles down on profanity and doubles down on this one last thing that I think is the crux of the whole issue.
1: Honestly, my dad needs to be in jail for the rest of his life. But like I said, God would not allow that to happen to me if a God existed. I don't believe in God anymore because of the way my children and my family have treated me. There is nothing to believe anymore.
0: While I almost bite my lip and say this, because I can't imagine an eternity of that kind of belly aching, I want to see Brittany in heaven. Oh,
1: merciful Jesus.
0: So, what I might suggest is something that I think is important for all of us to recognize here, is that there are correlations, there are repercussions to the dismissal of Christianity and to the dismissal of God. And the flippant nature with which we walk away from such things is pretty galling here in this instance. Now, I've heard a lot of reasons for people to dismiss the existence of God. Cancer, tsunamis, destruction of tens of thousands of people in one fell swoop with an natural disaster. I've heard lots of things, some more compelling than the others, about the least compelling excuse for not believing in God is because my daddy and my kids are mean to me. Now, I can understand that that might be a painful thing, and so I don't wish to come off unsympathetic because I am filled with sympathy for the plight of Britney Spears.
1: They have no heart to suffer.
0: But I do have to mention just this. When you cuss your children out publicly, one can only imagine what you do behind closed doors. And that might have a little bit to do with why they don't want to hang out with you, and may have a little less to do with the fact that God actually exists. So is it any wonder, then, that a person who can feel such incredible self-pity while living an incredibly privileged life cuss out her children publicly and blame everybody else for her problems rather than taking any personal accountability for them is it any wonder that that person no longer has faith? Is there any correlation between those two things? That Brittany seems to be not so great a mother and she does not believe in God? Well, I can tell you this what Brittany illustrates in her diatribe is something very important. And it seems to be obvious from what's going on in the American West. As we have seen the decline of spirituality in the West, we have also seen the breakdown of the family in the West. And there are no short amount of repercussions for that kind of thing. Let me illustrate a couple of them for you. As fatherlessness has begun to impact children, it has created a decay of masculinity, which has shown itself in things like mass shootings, which are predominantly done, if not exclusively done, by young males. And, and don't get it twisted. When I say mass shootings, I mean the kind of things that happen in Chicago on a weekly basis, uh, at least on a weekend basis, and the kind of things that happen in schools and, and the like. Uh, these are done by black and white and various other races of, of people. Um, All of this stems from a false perception of masculinity. But here to the rescue comes places, organizations like the American Psychological Association to suggest this, that the thing really impacting young men and boys is traditional masculinity. And in order to treat them, you must help them get rid of traditional masculinity. Now, this reads as more of a social justice warrior treatise than it actually does a refined, educational, and thoughtful paper from the apa they never once venture to say that the problem with men and with boys is the breakdown of the family because when the family breaks down the role of the father is less prominent if not altogether gone but this doesn't escape people like david brooks who just recently wrote a scathing article about the nuclear family And in it, he says, we've made life freer for individuals and more unusable for families. We've made life better for adults, but worse for children. We've moved from big, interconnected, and extended families, which help protect the most vulnerable people in society from the shocks of life, to smaller, detached, nuclear families, which is a married couple and their children, which give the most privileged people in society room to maximize their talents. ...and expand their options. You're almost waiting for Kevin Brooks throughout this article on the nuclear family and how it's destroying the family, oddly enough, um, in America. You're almost waiting for it to say, uh, for Kevin Brooks to say that the real problem with the family is that it's racist. But uh, but he has a different take, and here's what he actually says. The shift from bigger and interconnected extended families to smaller and detached nuclear families ultimately led to a familial system that liberates the rich and ravages the working class and the poor. Ah, uh, yes, the age-old Marxist problem of class warfare. So the nuclear family is actually a tool, not only of the patriarchy, but a tool of the elite, of the bourgeois, to stuff down oppression upon uh, the, the, the proletariat. Um, So David Brooks will go on to talk about the breakdown of the family away from extended families where grandma and grandpa were in the home to smaller nuclear families. And then he will decry the nuclear family as the reason for the breakdown of larger extended families or even what he calls corporate families. All the while, he neglects one major thing, that the same issue of impacting bigger families, extended families, is the same thing impacting the nuclear family which is just this, a full-on onslaught attack against the institution of family, period. See, the nuclear family is impacted by the attack on the family, and also larger extended families are impacted by the attack on the family. Kevin Brooks only assumes that it is the nuclear family that's destroying the family in America, but rather there's something else doing it. What is it? We'll get to it in just a moment. But the implications of the erosion of the family cannot be overstated. In fact, when children don't have fathers in the home, this is what happens. Children in father absent homes are almost four times more likely to be poor. And fatherless children also are at a dramatically greater risk of drug and alcohol abuse, according to the Department of Health and Human Services. A study of 1,977 children age 3 and older living with a residential father or father figure found that children living with married biological parents had significantly fewer externalizing and internalizing behavioral problems than children living with at least one non-biological parent. So in other words, they had less emotional and physical issues. Um, How about education? Well, 71% of high school dropouts are fatherless. Fatherless children have... More trouble academically scoring poorly on tests of reading, mathematics, and thinking skills. Children from father absent homes are more likely to be truant from school, more likely to be excluded from school, more likely to leave school at age 16, and less likely to attain academic and professional qualifi- qualifications in adulthood. And then finally, crime. The statistical data showed that a 1% increase in the proportion of single-parent families in a neighborhood is associated with a 3% increase in adolescent level of violence. Now that is staggering. I've got one more thing to read there, but I have to stop there. So whenever there is a 1% increase in the proportion of single-parent homes, there is a 3% increase in crimes. But children aged 10 to 17 living with two biological or adoptive parents were significantly less likely to experience sexual assault, child maltreatment, and other types of major violence and non-victimization type of adversity, and less likely to witness violence in their families compared to peers living in single-parent families and step-families. And so we go back to the point of all of this. What is... the And so we go back to the point of all of this. What is the cause for fatherlessness or for the breakdown of the family? Now, go with me here for a moment. Let's just say a being like Satan exists, and he wants to try to at all costs separate you from an understanding of who God is. If God is considered a father, as we see in the Bible, what better way to do that than to convince children that a father is not necessary or that a father is absent or not healthy? So, you might imagine that the greatest way to separate people from a clear and healthy understanding of spirituality is to separate them from their familial structures. But I would also say the reverse is also true. Think about it from a more practical perspective that I think even if you're not a Christian, you would probably agree with. That if the community or the spiritual family of the church is not prominent in one's household, it is also likely that you will not see the importance of the natural family. The secularism of our age is having devastating impact, not only upon church and Christianity and religion in America, but also upon the structure of the family if people are more likely to go to church more likely to read the bible and more likely to believe what it says they are way more likely to stay connected to their wife and stay connected in a family structure because they understand that they have a religious obligation to do so outside of a financial obligation and a mere parental obligation so it is no wonder when somebody like britney spears comes out and says I'm an atheist. Whether she was a believer in God in the first place or not is kind of irrelevant. It just proves that the more we separate ourselves from God and spirituality in the American West, the further the family will continue to break down. And without a return to spirituality, we'll continue to see a breakdown of the family. And what I'm simply suggesting with this podcast is that the consequences of secularism are dire. And we need to take them seriously. And at the end of the day i feel for Brittany. i I, it's really sad to hear her talk to her kids this way and not put those two things together but maybe at least we can do something about that and besides in the absence of strong family connections we're left with very few things to hold us together as a society like one of the few things is our political class and our laws and i almost wonder if that's not the point at the end of the day for some people if you look to them and invest all of your worship and attention and focus upon these very flawed human beings, then not only will they get power, but they will get the power that they so deeply crave so that they can control this world in the way that they think best. And like, if that doesn't scare the hell out of you, I don't know what will. So it's time to get rid of baby mama culture and hookup culture and start reinvestigating holy God culture. And I wish you the best as you do it. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for watching. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And go with God. You can catch brand new episodes of Indie Thinker with Reid Huberman every Monday and weekly bonus episodes to keep you thinking throughout the week. But you have to subscribe and click the bell to be notified when new episodes drop. If you enjoy this content, make sure to like this video and share it with friends.